it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We're very lucky today to have Professor David Clements of the Professor's Record with us, who has been, uh, needless to say, in the news a lot lately. Uh, welcome, Professor. Thank you, Todd. It's good to be with you. So look, I mean, some people follow you, some don't. Can you give us a 30,000-foot overview of uh, what's been happening to you personally and where you are in that whole process, If you, whatever you want to say? Sure. Um, I was a law professor up until about a month ago. Um, I've taken some pretty controversial stands on primarily the election fraud that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And that was born of my experience as a, a longtime prosecutor. So I'm not to say that I went to the most prestigious universities or if I'm, I'm the best law professor, but I would put my resume on evidence and the introduction of good sound evidence against anyone. And uh, so that got me in a little bit of the hot seat in the university um, arena, because mm -hmm. as you know, there's not a whole lot of conservatives. I didn't wear my politics on my sleeves, but I was outed as someone who is uh, sympathetic to conservatives. I asked for civility on campus to ensure that students and faculty didn't feel targeted. Mm -hmm. And after January 6th, the, the folks on campus really did feel targeted. There, there was this yeah. narrative out there that um, if you're someone who supported Trump, that you're an insurrectionist or you're a racist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that fast forward, I, I took a lot of arrows over the past calendar year, and then they rolled out their jab mandate. So you had to get the jab or be tested with the, the flawed PCR test on a weekly mm -hmm. basis and wear the mask. And the timing was odd because I, I had just been recognized for a teaching excellence award for my college. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to get the jab. I'm not going to get tested. Uh, we've got a year. I've looked at the literature. And, and, and I think the reason why I felt like I had to take a harder stance than most is I teach consumer protection. I'm a subject ah. expert. And so um, I understand things like the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, where you, you don't deceive people telling them that they're safer when they put a, a mask on when it's simply not the truth. Right. And there's liability associated with that. Um, so I, I knew that I was going to get really tough questions from my students if they're saying, well, wait a minute, you're, you're telling us how to hold all these governmental agencies accountable, yet the rules don't seem to apply to the CDC or the NIH. And um, so I was wrestling with that. Um, so just about everything that you're not supposed to talk about, that's all I've been talking about since uh, January. And, and so now I am a, um, as I call it, a full time unemployed traveling audit salesman. I travel the country trying to tell people about the elections and things that they can do to ensure that they've got confidence in it. They don't have to take my word for it. But the, the idea would be, if you don't believe me, let's do a full forensic audit and let's find out who's right. I'm a firm believer we have to rebuild the economy from the ground up in multiple areas, whether it be education, retail, technology, finance, 
Have you seen any, uh, I guess, help coming your way in that area? Have people reached out to, I mean, I know you're doing this now, but longer term, what are your thoughts? Uh, maybe another college or? Oh, uh, oh as far as teaching, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, let's just put it this way. Once people found out that I, I wasn't a progressive Marxist, uh, they've made it and they don't want me there. And um, so it, it hasn't been a hospitable environment for the better mm -hmm. part of the year. So I, I'm not mm -hmm. going to I'm not going to claw my way back to a place where people walk on the other side of the right. hallway to see me. Um, right now, I feel like what I'm doing is foundationally much more important. Mm -hmm. um, if we can't fix the vote and we don't then we don't have a republic. And right. know, I don't necessarily want to go through the motions at school. Uh, to try to convince people that the con the Constitution's great and wonderful when it's not followed. Um, yeah. So that I mean, as far as employment, I, I think that we've got a big a big project, which is we got to save the republic. Yeah. And I think if we do, then uh, my horizons will will brighten. And if we don't, uh, as the apostle Paul mentioned, you know, if if he's wrong, if he was wrong about Christianity, he said there's no greater fool than him. Yeah. If I'm about everything that I'm talking about with elections, there is no greater fool than me. But I believe it to be true, and I, I think we've got the facts and substance on our side, uh, and that's why I'm out traveling. So tell us about that. Um, your how many states you've been in? What's the message? Um, who are you working with? That kind of thing. Uh, the players change from time to time. The, uh -huh. the sizes vary, but I, I routinely run into Dr. Douglas Frank, who is the guy mm -hmm. that uh, broke. Uh, you know, the news that we have an algorithm that's at use in every single county, uh, whether or not your guy won or not, there's an algorithm that's actually being used. There's a six order polynomial key that's been found and it's having effects on uh, the perception that we, the people have on how well candidates are doing. And just so people know, they had to do this in all states, not just the battlegrounds in order to lift all boats. Right. I mean, to to make it look red, bluer than it actually was across the country. Right. Exactly. You've yeah. got, you know, we've heard of things like the blue wave in Texas and there's, yeah. there's basically been an algorithm that's been used there to, 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 to tell people that we're less red in certain States than, than we really are. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it prepares people psychologically for the inevitable that a yeah. progressive candidate's going to win. And I think where we've seen it at play the most is in local races. It's mm -hmm. like okay, in Texas, you go there, you've got Abbott, Trump wins. But then we can't account for why we've got progressive Marxists that have taken over the school boards. And I think that's an element of what the Marxist does is they work from the ground up and they work through local elections. And then the other thing I think you'd have to be aware of in red states, because the challenges I face are different. If I go to Oklahoma and I've been to Oklahoma, they'll mm -hmm. tell me Trump won every county. We're mm -hmm. fine. Don't mess mm -hmm. with Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And we're going to tell them no, because this algorithm's at work. In your primary elections, you might not be getting the most conservative candidate uh, that there is to face someone off in the general. Mm -hmm. uh, so as far as the, the culture, it's a little bit different. I've been to Oregon, Idaho, Washington, Colorado, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, Oklahoma, uh, here in Kentucky uh, right now. And the battle the battleground changes because, you know, in New Mexico, where I live, it's a progressive state. We've got marxists that control everything yeah and so we're not going to get any help we're not going to get help from the secretary of state very few clerks can help us um it's a different animal in places like kentucky you know kentucky's considered red you got senator Rand paul mm -hmm. um 
And for the most part, people are saying like, look, um, we're fine. And what we have to tell them is like, no, the rhinos are the ones you really have to watch out for because they'll convince you that there's nothing to see here. Yeah. And tonight we had a presentation where we showed the registration data is way off. And we actually showed uh, the key, the algorithm last night. And what the news is, is cons real conservatives are doing far better in Kentucky than uh, they're being given credit for. And so mm -hmm. I think that's why we're looking for full forensic audits across the country. And it highlights that this isn't partisan for us. We, we yeah. really are coming that this may not help some Republicans, but it's better to get to the truth. Well, look at Georgia, look at other states where the GOP is, you know, cor more corrupt than the left because yeah. they, I think they've been using this to their own advantage for some time, but that's a whole nother issue. So w where are you having success and where are you not? Well, we're having success. Uh, if you take a look at the Rasmussen polls, I think my instinct early on was, all right, the court of laws has let us down. Mm -hmm. And so let's get to the court of public opinion. And everything that I'm doing is basically a public information campaign. Um, we've had some high points like the cyber symposium and we've had larger audiences. Um, but when you look at the latest Rasmussen poll, I mean, the fact that 56% of the country believes that Joe Biden might not be a legitimate president. Yep. That's huge. 84% amongst Republicans, over 50% amongst independents, and most telling, 34% amongst Democrats. And so Democrats have to reconcile how in the world their candidate got 81 million votes when 34% of the, the party doesn't believe he's the, the president. Well, he's definitely been delegitimized. I mean, he that was goal has. number one. And we've done that, I think. Yeah. So I think if you look at success from a standpoint of we, the people, we're mm -hmm. we're convincing people. And we're, and it's important to note, Todd, that we're doing this with our arms tied behind our backs. We don't have platforms like Fox that will mm -hmm. actually help us get the message in it. It's, it's sure. talking to yourself. It's talking to Stu Peters or, yep. or Doug Billings. It's yep. alternative citizen journalist that cumulatively has got enough reach to where we're, we're moving the needle. Yes. With, with no help. Um, so in the event that Truth Social or or a media platform that's got true containment where there's no communist fingers into it, I think we're going to have major breakthroughs because we're having breakthroughs now. Yeah. Um, the, the pace on getting justice, if you will, mm -hmm. in, in uh, traditional forms, whether it's through the legislature and the courts, that's a that's been a tougher slog for us, if we're yeah. just being honest. But, um, you know, Maricopa, you had the watered down report, but you still had enough to decertify. Yep. Brnovich is telling people that he's investigating it. So yep. if he's serious, then we'll see if something happens there. So you've got some traditional things. And then um, Mike Lindell has leaked or announced that the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, they have compiled a lawsuit uh, that's going to be filed by many attorney generals. I don't know um, how many. I know that. I know that they've visited at least a dozen. Yeah. And I don't know who's committed and, and they're keeping that close to their vest. Right. That happens. Well, then you've got an opportunity for uh, cases to have original jurisdiction, meaning that they can actually start and stop with the Supreme Court because these are states that are that are involved. When you every time you have mm. states uh, potentially suing other states for not following their elections, um, there are different ways to get your case heard uh, by the Supreme Court without having to waste a year going up the ladder. Right. What about the standing issue? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, that's been the giant buzzsaw. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what we've run into. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you've got enough, maybe that'll be the difference because I yeah. think what's going on here with Dr. Douglas Frank and Mike Lindell is like, look, they're showing up to the AG saying, you're telling us that you don't have the ability to hook up to the internet or that there's mm -hmm. a secured network, firewalls, if you will. And then they just show them, well, here's your passwords. Yeah. How in the world did we get your passwords if this wasn't compromised? Right. And then they get their attention. Yeah. Um, and still some back and forth. Um, so I think if this would be different than say like the, the lawsuit with Ken Paxton, uh, mm -hmm. Texas versus Pennsylvania, you had the one. Mm -hmm. What happens when we have 12? What happens yeah. when we have 13 lawsuits? Can they ignore it? Um, we're going to find out. We're going to find yeah. out. But it's not sure. Yeah. So what, what I know you've been vocal on January 6th. Any thoughts on that that you want to get out to the public? Yeah, that might be the, the nearest and dearest issue to me. Because uh, uh -huh. the January 6th protesters were the original election auditors. They really yeah. were. They used their common sense. They saw something was wrong and they showed up. Um, in, in hundreds of thousands showing up peacefully, mind you. There was an insurrection, but it was FBI-led. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and others. There were foreigners yeah. there, all kind of Ukrainians, all kind of stuff there. Yeah, so right now we're, we're monitoring very closely. Um, there's been about 681 arrests total. Uh, I might be off on that. I, I try to keep records through Excel on who's where. Mm -hmm. And we've got about 70 prisoners that are still incarcerated. Some have been incarcerated since January, haven't gotten out. And, and I guess the take home message that I'd give to your audience, Todd, would be mm -hmm. um, one that the, the, the word that was used the most was insurrection and not one person's been charged with insurrection. And Two, no weapons found at all. No weapons. have an insurrection with no weapons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then two, most of the charges are misdemeanors, mm -hmm. like criminal trespass. And when you've got video footage of Capitol Police moving barriers, taking selfies with the protesters right. by the Capitol, uh, you don't have a trespass case. You don't. And in fact, the, the prosecutors should be disbarred for pursuing charges where they know they don't have the elements met. And then the last thing is that there's about 14,000 hours of footage cumulatively that has not been released. They've raised the specter of national security as to why they have not released that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can reconcile that with the confrontation clause where we mm -hmm. get to run our accusers and the, the case known as Brady versus Maryland, where you have to produce all exculpatory evidence. Anything that tends to show you're, in, you're innocent, you have mm -hmm. to turn that the other side. And, and the most egregious thing, I think, out of why that's so important is that they are pressuring and coercing people to take plea deals yeah. when they haven't been handed all the evidence. Um, is that being contested in court anywhere? Well, I hope so, but I, I, I haven't seen it. What, what I'm seeing are people that are so fed up that they've been in jail for months and months. Yeah. And they're going, okay, principally, I agree with you, professor, mm -hmm. but I want to get out of jail. Yeah, sure. And I'll, and I'll take the misdemeanor plea deal. Um, I think I've never seen a level, this level of corruption in the justice system. As a former prosecutor, there are cases that I would not have prosecuted. I wouldn't have taken. I wouldn't have signed off on plea deals. Mm-hmm. Because your client is supposed to be justice. Yeah. It's not about just getting convictions. Um, so that's the latest update uh, for folks that want to help. Mm. I've got a channel on Telegram called The Prisoner's Record. 
It's completely volunteer driven. We give links to give, send, go uh, account pages of the family so they get 100% except for whatever the, the carrier uh, charges. We do nightly prayer sessions with the families. Um, mm. We have letter writing campaigns where we write the prisoners and then we help them with expenses. And when they're on, on house arrest, many of them cannot work. And so we've been able to give them a leg up uh, to, to pay their bills. Um, do you know if they're getting the letters? I'm just curious. Yes, they are. And that's, you know, that actually means a lot because as you know, back in the day when I was overseas in the military, just getting a letter from a kid in the school means a lot, you know? Yeah, that's the currency. That's mm -hmm. what they like the most. Uh, it's mm -hmm. what gives them the most uh, most hope. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wish we could do more, but that's, that's yeah. what we do. And then you've got other groups that are wonderful, like Defending the Republic, that mm -hmm. um, they, they do have some administrative costs because they actually will represent prisoners. Sure. Uh, so what they do is a little bit different um, than what we're doing. But uh, that's, that's the latest with the prisoners. So what events do you have coming in the near future that people need to know about? Okay, well, we're going to go to San Antonio next. There mm -hmm. is a um, Reawaken America tour event with General Flynn, and uh, you'll have the usual players. I think Mike mm -hmm. is going to announce to the large crowd uh, more about the lawsuits that are being filed. Um, I'll be going to New Hampshire next week to see if we can get some uh, movement on a canvas and auditing there. Um, mm -hmm. and it's We're going to have folks from Maryland. I'll be in Loveland, Colorado. Um, really, we're just going to keep grinding and going everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goal is to recruit, find people, um, a digital home and a community. Yep. And then we give them the resources with all the national experts to help them uh, generate walk list, canvas, go door to door to say, you know, mm -hmm. hey, uh, who lives here? Uh, did you know that you've got 20 people registered to your address? Yeah. Think of that. Would you like to fill out an affidavit? Uh, so we're doing that across the country. And right now we've got um, an operation that's fairly effective through a group I started called America's Audit Force. Uh, we've got, I think we're about 23 or 24 states strong. And we've got canvases that are underway in varying levels because, you know, there's no manual for this. We're kind of just, right. um, we're making it up as we go. <laughs> and, sure. uh, but, but right now about half the country we've got accounted for with, with operations trying to get the heart of what happened to fix 2020. Well, thank you for your time. Is there any social media that people need to follow you on besides what you've mentioned already? Yeah, uh, they can follow me at theprofessorsrecord.com. And then mm -hmm. uh, if you plug in on Rumble or Telegram, the professor's record, you'll find me. David, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I want to have you back on uh, down the road when things get more intense. Thank you, Todd. My pleasure.